1: Welcome to Money Over Fifty with Dallas and Michael. Uh, today's topic: fear of loss versus fear of missing out. Dallas, this is your topic. It
0: is, um, it is. It's front of front of mind for me at the moment after our financial planning meeting that uh, Nico and I came and had with you on Friday last week. Um, so this was, and and then, oh, this would be one of these rambling theories of mine that eventually you'll, you'll jump in somewhere and you'll probably be able to put it much more concisely than, than what I was thinking about. So I'll just get started on what it made me. So think about it over the last few days is that, so we decided on Friday in our financial planning meeting that I've got some, some cash, a lump sum of cash that's come out of the sale of some cattle. And so then obviously it was a planning discussion around what's the best use of, of that cash and how much do you leave to meet short term expenses and for an emergency and then how much of that to to invest for the long-term. And what it made me realize is that over the last few days is that human beings are actually incapable of emotionally handling investing. So even even for me, who is literally a financial advisor and and does this for a job, it's very hard. So this week, before we've actually invested any of that money that we decided to invest, I I realized that whatever happens this week if, if company prices go up by 5% or if they go down by 5% this week, that's going to be annoying to me. And let me explain what I, what I mean and the title of this podcast. So everyone sort of understands fear of loss, which is, and I think that's what most people think about when it comes to investing, is that you go, yeah, we've decided to invest amount of money. And if we don't get that money invested until the end of the week and uh, company prices drop by 5%, there'll be a little gremlin in, in my in my brain saying, oh, it's already dropped by 5%. Maybe it's probably going to keep going down. So should you wait and see if it goes down further before you invest this lump sum? And you know, what if you invest it and then it drops by another 5% next week and another 5% the week after? So there's that fear of loss. But then, so then you would kind of go, oh, well, if, if company prices go up by 5% next week, you would probably think that would be better. But really what will happen is it'll go up by 5% and then i'll be kicking myself saying ah oh, if only we'd got to be invested a week ago we would have picked up this 5% bounce and we'd think about how much money we've missed out on by not being invested for this week so it makes me realize that emotionally we are just not not equipped at all human beings to to handle investing like if you think of it from that perspective of it doesn't it literally doesn't matter what happens this week there will be a part of me that is unhappy about that which is pretty crazy really look
1: it's uh, there's a saying that fear turns to greed fairly quickly mm. in investment mm. marketing <laughs> and greed turns to fear fairly yeah. quickly. And, and I think that sums it up. Um, yeah. people are scared yeah. for a period of time, uh, as things yeah. are going down, yeah. uh, things inevitably then start to pick up and, and grow yeah. and people become very, very greedy, very quickly, um, yeah. because they are, they do have a fear of actually missing out. And yeah. and that's really why, Everyone thinks of a market decline as a as a a big V shape, so a deep V. Yep. They they think yep. of it going straight down, yep. hitting a bottom and, then, and then, coming straight and then, up, and, what, and
0: someone ringing a bell at the bottom and saying, "Hey, guys, at the this bottom, is the and, bottom now."
1: Yep. and the are recovering. So, but, but what we see in reality is a series of little V's. So you'll yep. see you'll see uh, you know, a V down. You'll see a yep. market drop by twenty yep. percent. You'll see it well, then rally. So it'll, yep. it'll grow by fifteen yep. percent. Um, it'll drop yep. by twenty-five percent. It'll grow by ten percent. It'll yep. drop by mm. yeah twenty-five percent. It'll grow by five percent. So it's a yep. series of little V's, yep. and um, uh, as as things drop, and, and that's why because what's actually happening is people think, oh geez, I've missed out, and yep. um, they'll see everyone's you know, wants to buy in right at the bottom if they can. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, when you look back on years later, look, it doesn't really matter if you got in. Yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, if you if you could time it perfectly, which it's just pure luck if you do, if you can yeah. time it perfectly to get in right at the bottom, you're buying in the most amount of of yeah. price. Um, yeah.
0: However, yeah, you you just never see it happen in yeah. reality uh, unless it's pure and, luck. So. And it's yes. one of those things where it's funny because all of these things like we know intellectually and, and yet you still have the same. And this is what kind of the interesting thing is, and we find this all the time with our own personal finances, is all of the things that you know intellectually, you still feel the same emotions. And so this is what we talk about with our clients is to say, no one's saying you shouldn't. No one's saying you you shouldn't feel these emotions or that you shouldn't uh, have these thoughts because that's, that's part of being a human being. You're going to have that. Mm. All we're trying to do is be the intellectual voice of reason behind there to say, you know, in this case, whether the market goes up by 3% or down by 3% this week and, and I get invested at that price. If I'm holding these companies for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, it doesn't matter. Like you say, literally when you look back on it, you'll go, whether that money has gone up by four times or five times or six times, you're not going to be looking back at it and going, oh no, when I bought in NAB shares, we're at $15 versus $16. You just don't, you don't care in the long run, which is the only time frame you should be investing for. So it's a... Well, it's well I'll a give really you an interesting...
1: example. So way back yeah. in 2001, when I first entered the industry, I, I bought a bundle of uh, the ASX 200 companies for... Yeah. Three thousand three hundred points. So circa three dollars yeah. thirty per share. Let's say. Yeah. Um, what happened is that 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 swiftly dropped away to three dollars a share. So dropped by. ten uh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. drop, percent. by ten percent. So yeah. I, I, at that point in time, I immediately I immediately thought, oh, ah, yeah, yeah, the fear of missing oh, out. I could have got yeah. into a lower price and all those yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. if I look back from where we are now. And yeah. and I count all the dividends that I've received over that period of time. Not only the price, uh, yeah. not only the price yeah. going up, but the dividend, which has made yeah. a, a huge difference. Yeah, um, it doesn't really matter if I got in at no. three dollars thirty or three dollars. No, I've, I've all matters that matters is that
0: if if you, if you got in and stayed yeah. in, that's all that matters. So, yeah, yeah. So it's,
1: now, now it's interesting. It's interesting too for you to say that you have that emotional element in you because, you, I mean, listeners. Would have heard me refer to you like Spock <laughs> from Star Trek before, like, yeah, like yeah. Mr. Spock. Uh, yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've long thought you're just a purely logical man, but um, and <laughs> uh, devoid, well, of, well, I, devoid I have, of any emotion like that. So, um, I, look at this. I have this. It, I have it, this it, uh, it, it's funny because I have this
0: <laughs> argument with Nicola all the time, where she goes, she'll say something and then go, "Are you upset about this thing?" And I'll think for three seconds and then go, "No." And she'll go, what do you mean? You say you're not upset. And I'll go, no, no, in that three seconds that I paused for, I thought through the, the emotional side of it. Then I thought through the logical side of it. Then I dealt with all that. Then I put it all aside and went, no, not upset anymore. Moved on. Done. Moved on. So it's, it's not that I don't have the emotions. I think I'm probably just quick to quick to then intellectualize that and put it aside, which is exactly what I was sort of talking about here, where you go. As you as I watch the market go up and down this week, I know that there will be a flash of, oh, the market's up, I missed out, I should have got invested earlier. And then if it goes down, there'll be a flash of, oh geez, maybe it's going to keep going down. And then and then I know that I'll I'll intellectually override that straight away. But and this is this sort of ties into the, the what I was thinking about this is that the the what I realize is that you really need to have a plan in place to be able to help you override that. So, because, because I now know that, right, once once I've got this money to, you know, it's basically just in waiting for administration and, you know, days to get in the market and all the rest of it. I know that's happening. So, I can kind of intellectually deal with it because I go, it doesn't, I know it doesn't matter what happens. I'm, I'm just waiting on this money to go in. So, I can, I can very quickly go, there's been a flash of fear of loss or there's been a flash of fear of missing out that's fine. I can just deal with that and put it aside because I know, I know what's happening and I know I've got a plan in place and I know that I'm going to be invested at some stage very soon. It's a, it's a great point that you make because um, I've heard many
1: times throughout my career, I've, I've heard people say uh, when, especially when markets, when we're having what we're having now, where markets are quite volatile, they're falling um, off their previous highs Um mm-hmm. I'll ask some someone. Someone will say, "I'm going to invest some money, or I'm going to sell out yeah. now, and I'm going to get back in." And I'll say, "When? Yeah. When are you actually going to get back in?" Yeah. And they 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 look at me, They look at me like I have two heads. And I'll say, <laughs> "At the when, bottom." Yeah. Um, yeah. And we we we, <laughs> we know that we know that never works. It will hit a bottom. No one yeah. will know until months or years later. Yeah. And it will rally hard in that yeah. next week or two. Yeah. And and people inevitably really miss out on the bottom. So so um, your point there, you know, I agree with this point oh, wholeheartedly. Is that you have to have a plan and you have to stick to that plan. Now, yeah. whether that plan is to say that yeah. the markets are down as they are right now, twenty seven percent. I'll yeah. invest half my money now, and then yeah. I'll wait and uh, I'll yeah. invest half yeah. in three months. The other half yeah. in three months.
0: Yeah, and, and, that's, uh, and that's I guess the second part of that is, like you said, you have to have a plan that you go, I'm going to stick to that plan. So if you said, I'm going to invest some money now and some money in three months or some money every month, you then have to stick to it. You can't then revisit that every month and go, oh, yeah, but I don't feel good about investing this month or in three months' time. So, yeah, that's that's exactly it. You need to have a plan and then you need to actually stick to the plan. Yeah, so it's 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 some sort
1: of plan that you should have written down yeah. And um, preferably yeah. on one piece of paper stuck to your fridge so you can yeah. see it all the time. Yeah. And it's either yeah. a, you know, it can be a time based thing, like I just explained yeah. there. You can say, yeah, it's half yeah. now and half in three months. It could be any variation of that. It could be yeah. half now and then, and then yeah. um, you know, uh, 10% for a month yeah. for the next five months to invest yeah. the other half. It could be a points based thing. It could be, okay, yeah. we're down 27% now. I'll invest half yeah. now. Yeah. Um. And I'll I'll wait. And if we hit thirty five percent down, I'll invest. You know, yep. another twenty five percent. And if we hit forty yep. percent down, I'll yep. invest another twenty five percent. Bearing yep. in mind that you also have to have the uh, the, rule for it, the yeah. other thing, uh, which yep. is that if if markets never hit those those yep. bottom triggers, yeah, uh, yep. you, you then have to invest that money at some stage in the future, and there would be a yep. time based limit on that. Yeah. So it's and it's yeah, funny it, 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 just, it just has to be a plan that you have to stick to, uh, because this is because human beings will never ever yeah. make the right decision collectively
0: yeah. based on on yeah. what's That's around right. them and what's in the news and what's happening yeah. at that point and in it, time. It, and it's funny because all, everything you were saying there, like again, the the technical financial planning side of it is that obviously, as we've discussed in great detail, on average, you are better off just investing, investing in at the time that that money becomes available because on average things will go up. But what we're sort of talking about here is that if, if you're, like we said before, if you, whatever that plan is that allows you to get invested and stay invested that the, the, the good plan that allows you to invest and stay invested for the next 10, 20 years is much better than the perfect plan that may mean that you can't stick to it or that you, aren't going to get invested or that you're going to sit on the sidelines for too long or anything like that. So that's, that's kind of what we're talking about there is that the technical knowledge is oh yeah, you should just be fully invested always and and not, not think about that. But if you're, if that's the situation you're in where, like you say, you're sitting on the sidelines and you know, I've got some money, I want to invest it, but I'm not comfortable. So obviously what what I'm doing, which is just investing that amount of money, straight in there and not worrying about what the price is when it goes in and not worrying about what the price goes to in the next six months. But if you can't do that, the next best alternative is to have a written plan for what will, what will happen and how will I invest that money and when will I invest that money? And then just stick to that plan. Because, the, and this is what was interesting as I was thinking about this for, for people who don't have a plan, there's, there's two issues here, which is that, you're probably not going to do the right thing in the middle of a very emotional um, time in markets and just in general. But number one, you're more likely to do something wrong if you don't have a plan. So you'll either panic and sell at the wrong time or you'll get too greedy at the wrong time and invest money that you probably need in the short term. So you're more likely to actually do the wrong thing. But then even if you don't do the wrong thing, you're more likely to feel like you, like you did, if that makes sense. So if you're not mm. react, if you're not acting based on a plan and you just invest all your money right now, because you sort of have a hunch that the market's going to go up next week. If the market goes up next week, if the market goes down next week, you're going to feel sick about it because you weren't, it was just acting based on emotion and what you thought might happen. And then if you feel different next week, then you'll feel very different about that investment. So, even if you were to do the same thing, if you invest a, an amount fully now versus and based on a, a plan, a written idea of this is what I'm going to do, versus just going, I feel good about investing this week, so I'll invest. The same thing can happen, but if it's in service of a bigger plan, you're much more able to just go, that's fine. I knew this was going to happen. I knew that. I knew that whatever happened, I would you know not feel great about it. But it's all part of the bigger picture. I've got a plan here. Versus. Whatever you do, if you don't do it as part of a plan, you're probably going to feel like you did the wrong thing. Whether the market goes up, down or sideways, you will either feel like you didn't invest enough or you invested too much or you should have waited or you should have got in earlier or something. So it's just impossible without a plan to not have any of those emotions overriding you. That's
1: correct. And look, um, that's why I like the plan that we have in place for all of our clients that are approach for retirement. So the 10-year plan out for for uh, from someone's retirement is yeah. typically uh, if they get paid fortnightly, they have two hundred and sixty pays remaining yeah. uh, over the over the course of their working life. So you invest as it becomes available, which is every fortnight, yeah. and yeah. and you really take the emotion out of it then because yeah. you're you're buying yeah. in along yeah. the way. Um, look, yeah. you're, you're happy uh, as things go up, yeah. and and whilst you may not be feeling it right then yeah. and there. As things are coming down, you're actually buying in consistently for lower prices. So, yeah. and so look, it's it's yeah. it's a, it's one of those plans. Um, a windfall of cash from the sale of something, or an inheritance, or or something like else like that. Um, really, it puts people in a bind because yeah. because especially yeah. at this time. And yeah. and 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 when you really look at it, it's it's yeah. it's like one of those proverbial tax problems. Like it's a great yeah, problem to yeah, have. So, yeah,
0: that's so right. I've, yeah.
1: I've received a windfall from an inheritance or um, some sale money or that has come to me from the sale of something yeah. and, and now it's consumed me because I don't know if I really want yeah. to take yeah. a 27% uh, yeah. discount yeah. and invest it right now yeah. uh, because it could go down yeah. further and I might be missing out yeah. on the bottom. However, I don't want to miss out on if it recovers (laughs)
0: either.
1: Uh, And it's funny,
0: this is what I was, uh, I guess, what was useful from our financial planning meeting. And and it was just a structured format of, um, I guess, the way that I think of it is, is you really got to think about all the possible futures. So if if that, and this is, I guess, uh, I think they talk about a lot with poker where they kind of go, you play your hand based on all of the possible permutations of, of what the other person might have. And, and then you can revisit it after the fact and go, did I play that hand well? But what you can't do is say, whatever happens, I then take the result and, and that decides whether I made a good choice or not. So that's, that's I guess, the, the big one that, that I think about with sometimes the role of a planner is just to be someone there, to be a sounding board and to say, okay. So like in, in this case, you have got a lump sum of money. If you don't invest any of this money and the market goes down, how will you feel? Yes, pretty good because then potentially you've well you probably then just kick the can down the road and you have the same problem in a week's time. But if you don't invest this money and the market goes up, how will you feel? And it's really just a, a matter of going through that kind of decision tree of here are all the opt- here are all the possible outcomes. Which of these do you think are most likely and how will you feel in the event of any of these things? And then it's just about making a decision. For each person individually, on what's the thing that's really going to minimise my regret over the long term about what I what I do here in the short term? Yeah, and look, it's, I can
1: tell you from experience that it's only a short term regret either way. Yeah. So, yep. so for yep. example, to use, yeah, you know, um, right now twenty seven percent down the ASX two hundred from its previous high. Yeah, I put that in terms of. Right now, if you're buying, you're paying seventy three cents for something that yeah. was just recently valued at a dollar. Yeah. Now, um, in in a week's time, you might have some regret if you bought in now at seventy three yeah. cents and it actually dropped to sixty cents in the yeah. dollar. Yeah. Uh, in 10 years' time, I can tell yeah. you from experience, yeah. you'll have no regret whatsoever. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. look back on that and you'll say, I made a yeah. really good decision at that point in time. If yeah. history is any guide, of course, yeah. it's the, it's the yeah. only guide that we have. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to predict what, what things yeah. are going to be in 10 years. All I'm saying is if you look back yeah. through history on rolling yeah. average periods of time, yeah. and you bought in for yeah. a 27% uh, you know, uh, yeah. off the previous high, yeah. Uh, 10 years later, you look back and you're pretty happy um,
0: yeah, most of the time I, I, yeah. with,
1: with history. A week later, you mightn't be yeah. happy at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, two weeks later, yeah. you mightn't be which, happy. Which, month, is, which is year. why,
0: yeah, and that's exactly why we say to people, the reality is for most people, if you, you make a decision based on where you, where you want to be in 10 years' time, and then the best thing that you can do is make that decision and then just don't look at where the market is for the next six mm. months. Just don't look at it. Don't pay any attention. And that's why... That's exactly what we're talking about. There is to try and you know, minimize that short-term regret. If you just aren't aware of that and you keep your eye focused on where am I, where am I trying to get to in ten years' time, you just don't care, or well, you shouldn't care what happens in the short term. Yeah, and you, and you
1: really need to forget about getting in the bottom. Um,
0: yeah, you know, we're going to yep. be
1: doing a podcast uh, one of these Saturdays, and what we're going to yep. say is, hey, the market just grew by eight yep. percent in that last yep. week. Yeah, and then we're gonna do one the week after. And we're gonna say, "Hey, <laughs> yeah. the market actually yeah. grew again by another seven percent." Um, yeah, yeah. That's how quickly. Yeah, that's how quickly once something hits the bottom, that's how quickly it rallies. Yeah. and and it never, yeah, it doesn't look back at that point in time. Now people miss that, of course, because yeah, yeah. because at the moment people are. I mean, people's yeah. general attitude is, uh, you yeah, know, there's no hurry. I think it'll get in a bit further. Um, yeah. It's not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, it's it's dropped now by twenty seven percent, but I think it'll have a little bit way yeah. uh, further to go. People, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll look back on this. Um, yeah, and and uh, and and we'll be I, I don't know when that's going to be in the future. Yeah. I think it'll be two thousand twenty or two thousand twenty one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have no idea, but we'll, we will, we will be doing a podcast as our yeah. weekly wrap up on a Saturday. And yeah. we'll say, "Gee, that thing just moved a lot yeah. last week. Yeah. Just this yeah. last week, it moved up by eight yeah. percent. And we we'll do one the following Saturday, and it'll moved again by yeah. seven or eight yeah. percent. And then it'll be gone. Um, yeah. and, and people will have actually missed the bottom
0: yeah. at that point in time. So, right. so, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: no, that's exactly right. And that's a, um, yeah, it's that. That's the the main points of the main takeaways that I sort of took from thinking about this is that." You you need a you are going to experience those emotions. You are going to you are going to want to try and pick the bottom. You're going to want to try and, you know, not you know, you're going to have fear of loss. You are going to be worried about if what if I invest now and it drops by another twenty percent after I've invested. And and you're gonna have that fear of missing out is that if you invest in things, boom, you're gonna be thinking, Oh, geez, I wish I'd invested more, I should have gone and borrowed more, I should have gone and done something else. So these are all completely natural uh, emotions to feel but because of that we know we're going to have those emotions we need a plan we need a written plan in place and then we probably need a planner or someone to talk about that with and someone external to you that can be the intellectual voice of reason to go yes i know you're feeling this and you're experiencing this right now but remember we need to stick to this plan this is the plan that we agreed on and we need to just do that yeah
1: so short recap in podcast 53 on last Saturday, the 25th of April, we we spoke about how Dallas and his wife Nicola came in to, to sit across the other side of the table. um, So we had a financial planning meeting Uh, them as the clients and, and and myself as the advisor. um, I I joked that it was like movies that I'd seen before uh, as a teenager, where a psychiatrist in the movie would go and, and another psychiatrist to get treated. And I, and I, and uh, and I and I remember thinking at the time, gee, why doesn't that psychiatrist just treat himself? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Even even of course, even financial planners, it it, it yeah. pays to sit across the table from yeah. uh, another planner or another yeah. advisor and actually get you. Well, I mean, some of the some of the uh, I'm putting maybe putting words in your mouth here, but. But yeah. I think some of the biggest benefit out of that meeting um, was to, uh, to, to, to get out in the open what Nicola yeah. Yeah. Uh, wanted to achieve, to get yeah. you both on the same page, to get some compromise. Yeah. But yeah. I challenged you a fair bit in that as yeah. well. And yeah, that's have right. stuff, It's stuff that you would have considered before yeah. but never dedicated the time to actually sit down for an hour and a half. And yeah. and consider it any further, and yeah. consider it with your wife in the room and another sounding board, which was myself. So that's right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> uh, and, and and like we two and a lot during that meeting, and yes. at the end of the day, we decided to keep enough cash to yeah. to yeah. I, I guess enough cash aside that you could access yeah. if yeah. Uh, yeah. the economy deteriorated. Yeah, you know, significantly worse. Yeah. And yeah. um and the ensuring, of course, uh lower yeah. business profitability yeah. and all those types of things, lower income yeah. were were yeah. to have but to invest enough now to take advantage of this opportunity. So
0: Yeah. And, I mean, and that's exactly exactly what I what I said to you out was that that thinking about that that formal discussion about and I don't wear a pick at this phrase, all possible futures. So going there's there's only a, there's really a limited amount of things that can happen in six months time and in five years time. Yeah, uh, sh- company prices can only be either higher or lower or the same, and your situation can only change in certain amounts of ways. So it's really just about it, w- it was for us about going. These are all the possible outcomes. What can you do now that is going to minimise your regret? in in the future. So like you're saying, making sure that you you have enough cash available there to meet commitments so that if things continue to get worse, um, you know that you're not going to be lying awake at night stressing about how am I going to pay the bills next week, but also knowing that as you said, if things take off and and, uh, company prices pick up by 20% in the next month, you're not going to be sitting there kicking yourself, regretting that you, that you didn't, didn't take advantage of any of that. So that was the the big thing for me was about minimizing that regret.
1: And and really, I mean, if you're listening if you're listening to this podcast, uh, because it is called Money Over Fifty, we assume yeah. that you'd be over fifty years of age. Yeah. Um uh, uh like I mentioned before, the simplest and and really effective way of, of financial payment yeah. we use for a lot of people is just to invest money as it yeah. comes to as them, comes. which is yeah. in their fortnightly pay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or their weekly pay or their monthly pay, which yeah. takes all of the emotion out of it. So yeah. What we're talking about here is if you had a lump sum of money. Um, yeah. As a suggestion, uh, what, what I think helps would be to write down on a piece of paper on the left-hand side, you'd be, you'd be writing down reasons why I would invest yeah. money right yeah. now. And yeah. the right-hand side, you'd be yeah. saying reasons why I wouldn't. Yeah. Now, on the left-hand side, um, reasons why I would so you you would probably write down there okay well i want to retire in 15 years time and i want to be in the best possible position yeah. uh, the best possible position to retire now um, almost instantly that that extends your time horizon to 15 years doesn't it so right. yeah. so exactly. it sort of right. takes out it takes yeah. out the emotion of
0: well, okay we're down
1: right. there. so um, yeah. yeah you might write as as point 2 under that well i'm buying in whichever yeah. way you look at it i'm buying in 27% more of these companies right now, because I'm paying seventy three cents in the dollar. Yep. When yeah, uh, back in February of 2020, just this year, I was paying a dollar yep. in the dollar. Um, yeah. On the right hand side, for reasons why you wouldn't uh, invest yep. some money, might be that uh, you know you're un- you're unsure if you uh, have to take a pay cut. Yeah. If things get worse, yep. um, You th- you might it's, you, it's write, you might write down I yep. need to keep aside. Six months' worth of living expenses in cash, um, yeah, writing all of that down sort of yep. helps you and, and, and what it yep. would usually come what it would usually come out to be is that whatever sum of money that is, generally speaking, um, some would be on the left hand side, which would yep. be reasons to invest yep. now, some yep. would be on the right hand side, which is yep. reasons to keep some in cash now yep. and um, and just that simple just that yep. simple. I guess um, yeah, uh, positives and negatives exercises
0: yeah. would, would would generally help people make some sort of balanced decision. Yeah, that's right. And that's that's really where it comes down to is so that, again, it's like the, that's the reasons for your, for your plan. So that then in six months' time uh, or in 12 months' time when you're looking at it, you, there's no scope then to rewrite history and say, oh, well, I should have invested more money because, you know, the market's gone up and I missed out on a bit of return by not investing more. You pull that out and you go... Well, that's, that's why I didn't invest more though. It's because I wanted to make sure that I had six months, you know, I was in six months in front of my mortgage and I wanted to make sure that if I had to take a 30% pay cut, I could still, you know, meet all their expenses. And you then have, you, you then have your reasons written down as to why you invested the amount that you did and why you left the amount in cash that you did so that you can't then mm-hmm. go back and, and look at it through the lens of, well, now that I know what happened, I'll, I'll, I'll rewrite what I think my decision should have been because you then, yeah, like I said, that's you're never going to get that right. You're never going to know, never going to be able to look back in a year's time and go, obviously, if you knew the market was going up, you would just borrow everything you possibly could, beg, borrow, and steal every dollar and put it in. And if you knew the market was going to go down, you'd leave it all in cash. So you don't know that. You just have to go through this exercise, come up with a plan, and then work out what's something that I'm going to feel good about in 12 months' mm-hmm. time anyway. That's all I have to say today. So do you, do you need to uh, – no. I
1: thought that was an excellent point to wrap up and, uh, on. Yep. Um, yep. Is there anything that you'd like to add to No, us?
0: no I think that's, uh, that's about
1: it. Fantastic. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.